Welcome, everyone, to Life on the Bubble. I'm Andy Katz. Please be joined by my good friend, former colleague, the guru, uh, Seth No, Greenberg. you're the guru. You're the guru. You're, you're a guru. I'm just a fired coach. You know how that works. Well, that was too long ago. Come on. All right, we're going to look at the Midwest bracket, 2023 men's basketball March Madness. The number one seed is Houston uh, in this bracket. Now, Houston, Marcus Sasser, hurt with a groin. We're going to assume he's going to play. Is he going to play in Thursday in Birmingham against Northern Kentucky? Are they going to hold him out to the weekend? Groin's kind of tricky. It's more like basketball. You got to move around side to sides. Um, so we don't know. We'll see. Um, first off, before we go to the breaking down these games, uh, what were your thoughts on the, the Houston Cougars who uh, did lose to Alabama at home? They lost to Temple at home. They lost to Memphis in the tournament on a neutral court in Frisco. Uh did beat Virginia on the road, but you know, like the Oregon team they beat, obviously not a tournament team. Uh, there was, you know, some other games that didn't wow you, but they passed the eye test, but they might not have had the greatest strength of schedule. Still, your thoughts on Houston? My thoughts on Houston is that first and foremost, this whole bracket has injuries, whether it's Houston, whether yeah. it's Miami, whether it's UCLA. Uh, you've got a lot of injuries. Well, in you see how he's in the West. You mean this side of the – Well, this this side of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, Mark Sasser, look, they're, they'll get out of the first round, but they're not, they're not getting out of the, the weekend if they don't have Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser, they need Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser is Davion Mitchell. Uh, what I mean by that is when I look at this Houston team, they remind me a lot of that Baylor team that won national championship. And those three guards, Shed, Traymond Mark, and Marcus Sasser – are dynamic, but you take Marcus Sasser off of that group, and all of a sudden everything changes. Because when you need a bucket, when you need a play, Sasser can make it. So the most important thing is Sasser comes back; he's healthy, probably for that second game. Uh, if he's good, uh, then you know this is a team that's hard to prepare for. Because it's just so hard to play as hard as they play. I mean, they get extra possession off their defense, they get extra possessions off their offensive glass, they get they put pressure on the ball, they take you out of what you want to do. Uh, they don't give up second shots. They've got a toughness about them. They play just so stinking hard that um, it's hard to play against them. And uh, But they need a healthy Sasser. All right, but let, let, let's just, before we move on to the Iowa-Auburn game, also in Birmingham on Thursday, what have you liked the most about Houston this season that got them to number one in the country? The thing I like most is, is what just what I said, I mean, how hard they play, how they defend, how they get extra possessions in their backcourt. I mean, Jarris Walker is going to be a great player. We won't see the best of Jarris Walker. That's just the way it is. Uh, he, you know, he's going to be a one-and-done guy probably. Uh, I like their front-court depth, but it's their backcourt to me, their ability to defend the basketball. If you can't defend the basketball, you can't be a great defensive team. they got three dudes that can flat defend the basketball. All right, so Iowa-Auburn, also in Birmingham. Uh, I'll be interested to see if the Alabama fans cheer for Iowa against Auburn, or do they cheer for the SEC? We shall that see. That happening. Which, which part? Oh, they're, they're cheering for Iowa. Okay. There's no doubt about it. All right, so this is, a, this is not your normal Bruce Pearl. Normal Bruce Pearl would love to go, um, you know, uh, up and down, but this is going to be – they want to play less possessions. They play games in the 40s. Um, no question about it. They play games in the Florida's and it's because they can't shoot the ball straight. No, I know, but I'm saying in normal Bruce Pearl era, he wants to go up and down more. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they try to go up and down. They try to turn you over. Uh, you know, they got to score out of the defense because, I mean, they're, they're shooting under 30% from the three-point line. Now, Wendell Green's got to be good for them. And they, how are they going to score in terms of – they're not going to trade baskets with Iowa. Though Iowa against – how Auburn wins. And they've always won this way with Bruce. I mean, first, we, we get seduced by the speed, but they always win with their defense. I mean, he's a so, – I mean, this, this team is a very good, good defensive Iowa. teams. If we get the good Iowa, the Iowa that can – that played that last minute against Michigan State, that beat Indiana, um, not the one that lost to Nebraska at home last Sunday, uh, the Iowa that can score 80, 90, 100 points, what do you think their chances are to beat Auburn? I think they beat Auburn just because I think that they can score it. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Auburn scoring the basketball. Uh, you know, like I said, their best guard is Wendell Green. The other guy's really not shot makers. Alan Flanagan struggled a little bit. Up front, uh, Janai Broom has been pretty good. Uh, but but I look at this Iowa team. They run real motion. They're hard to match up against. Uh, you know, I think Murray's been really good. Ravaka has been really, really good. Um, you know, Connor McCaffrey has got a toughness about him. They lost their way a little bit after the stare down. Uh, you know, I, it's, almost, it's almost like karma type thing. Uh, but Fred's a really good coach and a really good guy who's fiercely competitive. He's been through a lot, obviously, with Patrick and his team. And uh, But I like their team. I think they've over, uh, overachieved. I, I like Iowa's ability to score to win next game. All right, so I agree with you. So I think we have a Houston-Iowa matchup. I knew you were going to uh, go with Iowa, by the way. But, but you know, only, only because of the matchup. Um, and matchups are everything in this tournament. So we'll get to that winner in a minute. That's in Birmingham. Now we go to Albany on Friday. Miami Drake, Indiana, Kent State. Again, Drake, Tucker, DeVries, do they have the ability to pull this upset in 12-5? Sure. Miami, not 100% healthy, but when Miami's on, we've seen they want to share the ACC regular season title. Um, who do you like in that matchup and why? Yeah, if North Channel Mirror doesn't play, I like Drake. I like Drake. Uh, Darnell Brody's a big physical body. I think, obviously, Tucker DeVries, he reminds me of Doug McDermott, light. And Ramon Penn is an elite, elite on-ball defender. They're a very good defensive team. Two things. They don't turn it over. They don't give you second shots. Now, Jordan Mill is an absolutely matchup nightmare. He is so freaking good, it's ridiculous. Uh, and Isaiah Wong, obviously, is an elite offensive player. Having said that, if Normato Ochir doesn't uh, – Norchado Omir doesn't play, I'm really having a hard time today uh, – I think Drake pulls off this 12-5 upset. All right. I'm going to go with Miami. Uh, now, love people love to go with Sincere Carey and Kent State over Indiana. I'm going to bank on the good Indiana with Trace Jackson Davis playing well, Jalen Ochefino. Yes, you're going to say it's a Big Ten bias. But, uh, again, um, I was, by the way, dating myself. I was at the 0-2 game between Indiana and Kent State when uh, – Indiana beat Kent State to go to the Final Four before losing to Maryland in the title game. A little sidebar fun fact. Um, I like Indiana in this matchup. So I see an Indiana-Miami game on Sunday in Albany. What do you see? Yeah, I like Indiana in this game. And, and I think Rob's done a great job at, at Kent. I mean, they play so stinking hard. They're so physical defensively. Um, since the carry is a very good player, started at Duquesne playing for Keith Dambrot. Good size, can get in the lane, but uh, you know, this is really simple. Uh, they, you know, Indiana has Trace Jackson Davis and Kent State doesn't. 
my more concern is the second game for Indiana because over the last 10 games, they've won one, lost one for 10, for 10 straight games. Can they validate wins is the biggest question. Uh, at times, they lose focus defensively. When they're, they are focused defensively, man, they are good. They are really, really good. But they've got to be more competitive defensively consistently. Um, they've got to take care of the basketball. I'm a big Jalen hood Shafino fan. I think Galloway and Race Thompson got to give them a little bit more consistency. Uh, and they can't take plays off uh, and dig holes. But uh, I've got Indiana in that game. Uh, all right, so this is my Big Ten homer bracket because I have an Iowa – Indiana Sweet 16 matchup in Kansas City. Iowa over Houston, Indiana over Miami. You're having potentially Indiana versus Drake. Uh, who do you see meeting in Kansas City in a Sweet 16 matchup? What, what the, you haven't cashed those checks yet? I'm just saying. That's what I have <laughs> based on matchups. Because I don't know about Sasser. Uh, I've got Houston winning this game. I've got Houston against Miami. Uh and I've got uh, I've got Houston winning this game. I, I, I even though you know I said Drake could pull the upset. I've got I've got I've got in my bracket my one official bracket. Uh, if Omir doesn't play, I have Drake winning it. If Omir plays, I got Miami winning it. I get used to beating both of them. And, and oh, you have I've, Miami beating Indiana. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I no. I'm sorry. I have Indiana beating Miami. That's my my faux pas here. All right. Here so you have thing. Houston versus Indiana. In Kansas City, yes, and okay. and uh, well, well, we're not, we're not and let, let me let me go let me let me go through that matchup with Indiana, Indiana, and uh, Indiana, and if Norchetto Muir is healthy, Miami. Yes. Uh, again, I, I think that they have a matchup right now. I think Indiana can get uh, Norchetto Muir in foul trouble, which I think is really important. I think that Jalen Huchifino does a nice job on the perimeter on Isaiah Wong. And I think Ray Thompson's got to do a good job on Jordan Miller. That's going to be a key matchup to watch. Jordan Miller and and Ray Thompson will be an interesting matchup to watch. Uh, you know that Jordan Miller is a very very difficult matchup, but I think that in the end, once again, I think that you know when I look at Indiana, I think Trace Jackson Davis is just too much. All right. So I have a Big Ten homer of Iowa versus Indiana. You have Houston uh, versus Indiana in. Kansas City. All right, bottom part of the bracket. Iowa State versus Mississippi State Pitt, then Xavier Kennesaw State. These games are in Greensboro on Friday. Um, let's take the first one. Obviously, it's kind of hard because this first four game hasn't happened as we're talking. Uh, but who do you like, regardless of who Iowa State plays, I guess? I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Know, it's really interesting. Uh, Originally, I picked Iowa State, but I'm going to pick Pitt to win this game. I think Pitt's okay. experience, they've got literally four fifth-year seniors uh, and Federico Federico, and they bring Nike uh, Sabandi off the bench. Uh, I think that Iowa State can get stuck offensively. I don't think that Iowa State will keep be able to keep this Pitt team on the sidelines. I think they'll play the middle third of the floor, which is so important against that defense. And I think that Pitt will pull off the upset. All right, so I have Iowa State advancing regardless who they play. You have Pitt. Interesting. All right, Xavier, Kennesaw State. Uh, I saw the Xavier team. I did their game against Providence. I love Suley Boom and Kobe Jones. And Jack Nungy's really been a tremendous addition for Sean Miller 2.0. So I like Xavier advancing out of that to play Iowa State. You have Xavier Pitt, the Sean Miller game. Um, 
I think I'm, I just projected ahead of you, but what, what does Kennesaw State have to do to pull off this upset? Well, Kennesaw State, Youngblood is a really good player. It's 6'4", kind of physical guard, uh, plays two or three, and Burden, a little point guard. They, they're they're going to spread it out. They're going to run a ton of spread ball screen. They're going to try to milk the clock as much as they can. They won't back down, but I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, I, I see Xavier winning this basketball game. I think Xavier – Sean's done a great job. Now, if they had Fremantle, I'd have these guys moving way forward. But without Fremantle, Kobe Jones is a really good player. Sule Boom is terrific. Nunji's very, very good. Uh, Kunkel can really shoot the ball. They're not as good a defensive team as Sean Miller's teams have been. They're much better offensively. But I have, in the end, uh, I, have, I have Xavier win that game. All right. So, you have a Pitt-Xavier matchup. I have an Iowa State-Xavier matchup. We'll advance that in a moment. Let's go down to Thursday in Des Moines. Texas A&M, Penn State, 7-10. Texas Colgate, a 2-15. Um, this is another Big Ten homer, but I, it's based on facts, which are Penn State is playing really well. Six quad one wins in the last 17 days. They were right there to beat Purdue at the final. They're a real tough matchup. The way Pickett can back you down as a big guard. And they got shooters all around. And Michael Shrewsbury's done a great job with this group. So is Buzz Williams. But I like Penn State here. As for Colgate, Texas... You know, look, they shoot a lot of threes, more than twos. But Texas, obviously, is playing great under Rodney Terry. They just won the Big 12 tournament. So I have a Texas-Penn State matchup in Des Moines. What do you see in these two games, and how do you see it? Yeah, I've got Penn State. They don't give up second shots. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, Texas A&M really relies on turning people over and getting to the offensive glass. Not a great shooting team. Now, Wade Taylor is as good a guard as there is in the country. The other thing that Penn State does a great job is they don't foul. This is a Texas a team that plays downhill, 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 likes to get to the line. Uh, I don't think Penn State will put them on the line. I think they'll play more gap. Uh, offensively, Jalen Pickett's one of the toughest matchups in the, in the tournament. His ability to back people down, draw double teams, and then they just spin that thing out and uh, they move the defense and you're playing behind. Um, they own the tempo of the game offensively and defensively. They do not foul. They don't give up second shots. They set their defense. I got Penn State winning that game. Uh, and then I've got Texas. Uh, you know, Coach Langles, he what a great job he's done. I mean, I'm not sure how much longer he'll be there, but he has dominated the Patriot Conference. It's really been impressive. Uh, having said that, you know, Timmy Allen doesn't play in the Big 12 Conference Tournament, and Texas owns the Big 12 Conference Tournament. Serge Barry Rice comes off the bench. Now he starts. He puts up big numbers. Uh, I really like the way Dylan Dissou is playing right now. Uh, in the last, I think, six games, he's averaged about 14 points a game. Uh, their backcourt. Uh, Marcus Carr is a terrific closer, so I've got Texas winning that game. All right, so Penn State, Texas, we both have. I'm going to pick an upset here. Penn State, Big Ten homer, advancing to Sweet 16 against Iowa State beating Xavier. You have Pitt, Xavier, Penn State, Texas. Who do you have advancing to Kansas City in the Midwest? I actually have Pitt winning that game. I have Pitt beating Xavier. Uh, with their offense, with their physicality, uh, with their maturity. It's two of the oldest teams in college basketball. Uh, Pitt does not a great defensive team. With Fremantle, I would have had Xavier win that game. Without Fremantle, Nellie Cummings is playing well. Blake Hinson's a tough matchup. Greg Elliott's knocking down jumpers. Jamaris Burton's getting into the lane. They're getting a little bit of post-up out of uh, Federico Federico. Sabandi comes off the bench, so... I'm going to go with a flyer there and, and, and take Pitt. And on the other side, I've, I've got Texas. I, I just think Texas is – I just think they're a really complete basketball team right now. 
And, All right. And they have the discipline defensively to stay home, and they won't have to double those back downs because they can play a big guard uh, on Jalen Pickett. So they can stay home and play Jalen Pickett one-on-one, which will uh, enable the, them, them to run, run Penn State off the three-point line some. All right, so in this bracket, in Kansas City, we only agree on one, uh, Indiana. Well, because you're a damn Big Ten homer. Yes. So I have Iowa, Indiana. You have Houston, Indiana. I have no agenda. You have Pitt, uh, Pitt, Texas. I have Iowa State, Penn State. So we shall see how it all plays out in Kansas City. That's our breakdown of the Midwest bracket. As always, you can follow me at the Andy Katz. At Seth Greenberg, at Seth on Hoops. And get to the tournament challenge on ESPN and put your bracket up against mine. And who knows? All right, you can follow mine at March Madness Men's Basketball. This is Life on the Bubble. Look for this podcast, all four region breakdowns, and our predictions wherever you find your podcasts.